0: Welcome to the ChatGPT podcast. I'm your host, Jaden Schaefer. Each episode, we dive into the latest developments in the exciting field of artificial intelligence, exploring its applications and potential impacts on our daily lives. If you follow the show, you know that I give a weekly update on what I am currently building in AI. A couple weeks ago, I announced the opening of the waitlist for my AI tool building platform, AI Box. I've been blown away by the interest I've seen in the platform. This weekend, I went through and looked at the waitlist and I saw people from Microsoft, Amazon, Salesforce, Cisco, Ally Bank, PwC, TSMC, Ford, Deloitte, and McKinsey. So if you want to join these incredible companies and get on the waitlist, go to AIbox.ai. We'll be rolling out access to the platform in sequential order of who's signed up first next week Monday the 26th I'll be in San Francisco meeting with some people if you're a venture fund in the Bay Area and would like to meet up in person to talk about AI box send me an email at Jaden at AI I would love to tell you more about what we're building in person after chat GPT was launched it was only a matter of months later before GPT 4 came out and we saw some really impressive improvements in AI and in this chatbot in general And this has begged the question a lot of people have asked, when is GPT-5 coming out? So today on the podcast, we're gonna dive into trying to answer that question based off of some recent comments by uh, the CEO of OpenAI, Sam Altman. And also we're gonna talk about what we think we will see in um, GPT-5, what its improvements will be over GPT-4. So the first thing to know is that it has been over half of a year since chat GPT was initially launched. And since that time, we've seen some substantial upgrades. GPT-4 specifically brought a bunch of really powerful upgrades um, that GPT-3.5 did not na- did not have. And specifically, that was um, logic and reasoning. That was a really big one that we saw um, in addition to GPT-4 being able to take a much larger amount of text as an input in order to generate its responses. Now, the one thing I do want to say with GPT-4 um, is that while a lot of people are sitting here, you know, wondering when GPT-5 is going to be coming out, I think what a lot of people don't realize is the fact that we are we haven't even seen a lot of the really headline GPT-4 um, announced features yet. So when GPT-4 first came out, you know, they announced a whole bunch of really interesting things that it would be able to do and that it has the capability of doing, but they haven't actually rolled that out. So I think something to um, to think about is the fact that before uh, you know gpt5 even comes out we are going to be seeing we're going to see a lot of really big improvements still coming for gpt4 in the near future now as far as the timeline on gpt5 goes i think openai has begun really focusing on slow rolling on um, this entire thing gpt5 you know there was a recent uh article or a recent letter that got passed around to a bunch of you know major tech and ai Leaders and they all signed this letter saying that there needed to be a six-month pause on training. You know, a superior AI version to GPT four. And of course, um, you know, OpenAI didn't specifically say, "Okay, we're going to listen to your pause." But I think that they they could see um, that the sentiment in the field and also on in Congress, uh, you know, regulatory wise and in government was was having the same feeling, and so. They really did back off uh, when Sam Altman went to Congress. He said, we're not training uh, GPT-5 right now. We're not planning on it. And this actually contradicted um, a report that went out a little bit earlier in that year, um, which came out from Morgan Stanley, which said they believed um, back in April that ChatGPT had been uh, training GPT-5. And they believed that because uh, they saw that there was 25,000 GPUs um, being trained which, which cost about $225 million worth of NVIDIA's hardware. Um, and so, you know, after seeing that, they saw some receipts, and so they put out this thing saying they believed GPT-5 was gonna be coming out, and they were kind of talking about that. And very quickly after that, we saw this letter calling for a pause on, you know, training, uh, and OpenAI all of a sudden starts saying, no, we're not training anything. So what was that that they saw? Perhaps that was, you know, GPT-4 getting better. This was something I talked about way back um, when this letter first came out, you know, I said this is it's like it's essentially not very useful because OpenAI doesn't have to come out and say, look, we're training GPT-5. They just say, oh, no, this is just GPT-4.1, 4.2, 4.3. You know, they can make as many uh, upgrades to GPT-4 as they want without people really complaining that much. Um and I think that they they actually have done that because they have put out uh, updates to GPT-4 since its launch uh, that made it better at reasoning, that made it better at a handful of other tasks at math and other areas. And they've integrated plugins, which have given it a lot of those increased capabilities. So despite uh, that, I think it still is already going to be getting quite a bit better, which means that, you know, it like, did they just pivot and stop saying they were training GPT-5 when they realized people were scared instead of hyped about their technology? I don't know. Um, but in any case, just recently we had Sam Altman. He was talking. He was in India talking about AI just this month. And he actually confirmed that OpenAI wasn't planning to train a new model for the foreseeable future. Um, and he said, we're working on the new ideas that we think we need for it. But we are certainly not close to the start. I think, again, he's slow rolling this. And something that is really interesting that I've talked of, uh, talked about with a lot of really smart people in the AI space he said, we're working on the new ideas that we think we may need for it. Um, and this is because what a lot of people are saying is that the transformer model, which is, you know, the, the model that is used to train these AIs is perhaps has maxed out at its capabilities, what it's really capable of doing with a large language kind of all encompassing model like a uh, chat GPT. And the, we may need to start looking at other ways of training AI models, because as we know, uh, the transformer model is not the only framework for training AI models. But um, what's interesting is, you know, there's been a handful of different frameworks looked at by Google and by Facebook and others. Um, but the thing is right now, OpenAI has raised over $10 billion from Microsoft, and they've plugged a lot of those resources into the transformer model framework. Um, and so that is the main one that we're focusing on. That's the main one that we see um, innovation within and when you have a, mo- a framework that is that has so much money plugged into it, it's really hard to move over to other frameworks or other ways of training AI models because we already have so many resources, so much development down this one specific uh, I guess pathway. but there are a lot of different pathways. so it'll be interesting to see if open AI continues, I would assume because of the financial investment they've already put there. I would assume they're going to continue down the uh, transformer model framework for training AIs, but there are other options. And so it's interesting, uh, you know, they're talking about uh, the new ideas that they think they need in order to actually build a GPT-5 and what that might look like. So the next thing I wanted to talk about was, you know, what are the future potential features that we'll see in GPT-5? Like, you know, we talk about it getting better, but what does better really mean? Obviously, perhaps more accurate, perhaps um, you ask it less and it gives you more. So there's those kind of like conceptual things, but what does that really look like? So here's some things that I believe a GPT-5 could have um, that would make it a lot more powerful and what GPT-4 does not have. So number one, of course, I think improved context understanding. Um, one limitation of GPT-4 and any AI model right now is just that they really do have like a, a very finite window of context, which I think limits them um, and the number of, you know, it. Essentially, like if you've ever had a really long conversation with ChatGPT, it starts at some point to forget some of your earlier messages and responses. And I believe that's because the way they have this thing set up is it's just so expensive to use, you know, really far off previous responses because all of a sudden they would have to send your entire chat as a prompt to the uh, to the system every time. And that gets incredibly expensive. And so eventually I think they just start saying, "Okay, just send the last X amount of tokens or X amount of words um, and the newest prompt and then respond based off of that context. So it sort of starts forgetting things it talked about earlier. So I think GPT-5, one of the biggest things it could do is really to improve that um, context window. So it could essentially understand an infinite or take an infinite amount of content in. And now of course it's like, well, gee, that seems like a lot of computational power and a lot of, you know, perhaps waste compared to what, you know, GPT-4 is doing now. But I think the I think the possibility here it, I don't think this is very, I don't think this is too far off because we're seeing a lot of models that are using um much less compute. They're becoming much more refined, they're becoming much more um efficient. And so I think that we actually can get to models where we're using less compute, but still able to give them more. Another thing that I think we're gonna see um, is kind of a multi-model capability. So GPT-4 right now is just text-based. But in the future, I think we're going to start seeing um, the ability for us to upload images, videos and sounds in addition to the text that we currently can do. And, you know, earlier I was talking about the fact that there are a bunch of announced GPT-4 features that are not even currently integrated. One of those is images like, you know, when they launched GPT-4, they said like, we have the capability, you can upload an image. It can look at the image and understand that. And you can use that as part of your prompt, but we still don't have that in GPT-4. Um, And so that will be a powerful way. And Google recently started experimenting in their most recent Palm model um, with having kind of this uh, multi-modal, these multimodal capabilities where you can upload images, videos, sounds, and other things. I think the other thing that we will see is a more efficient training. So as these models become larger and larger, they haven't even confirmed the size of GPT-4. Some people say it's a trillion, but essentially as these um, models grow, the resources required to train them is also going to grow a lot so i believe that we're going to see a lot of new techniques that are going to be developed to make training these a lot more efficient and this is going to enable um, larger more powerful models uh, like i was saying before another thing i believe that we're going to see is enhanced fine-tuning capabilities so i believe that future versions are going to offer a lot more sophisticated ways to customize the ai's behavior um, and allow developers to really fine-tune the model's responses more precisely Another thing I believe they will do is just they'll be better at interacting with external databases. So GPT-4 already essentially has a knowledge cutoff, right? And this is something that Google Bar does not have because it has access to the full internet. So it knows things that are happening in real time. And of course, you do have the ability to use web browsing with chat GPT, GPT-4 if you have premium. And uh, actually, I believe it's with the free version as well. And you know you're able to see a little bit more stuff in real time if you enable that plugin. But I think that'll be something more baked into the system, similar to what Bard has, where you can see real time content um, live as you're doing, as you're you know searching and chatting on there. And I think the other thing I, I expect to see in a GPT five would be definitely advanced reasoning and logic. I think that future iterations are going to focus a lot more on improving the reasoning and logic capabilities of the AI. We've seen a number of updates uh, to ChatGPT that address this, but I still have seen a few flaws and loopholes that um, you know, I believe they can, they can tighten up and make qu- quite significantly uh, better. Another area I think that we're going to see is just dynamic and interactive learning. So instead of relying solely on pre-training and fine-tuning, um, on static data sets. I think future models might incorporate some form of online learning where they can actually learn and adapt from their ongoing interactions. And um, I think this is gonna be something really, really interesting. You know, we talk about AutoGPT that you can, you know, give it a task, it can go out on the internet, it can learn things and do re- its own research to help you accomplish that task. I think we may at some point see some of those same features and uh, of, and possibilities in something like GPT 5. And I think that'll be really really interesting and really powerful so it left it, it uh you know it's up to be seen what exactly is incorporated in gpt5 when this comes out it may be another year or another two before we see that but definitely in the meantime we're going to see a lot of updates to gpt4 where we have the plugin store um, and we're going to see a lot of improvements on the platform overall so it's not like we're at a standstill with the advancement of this technology till gpt5 comes out But I believe they have a high bar to set they really want to blow people away and impress them with gpt5 and so I think that they're going to be taking a completely different approach they're really going to try to revolutionize this space with that Um, and that might be quite a powerful tool But in the meantime, we'll have to follow up on all of the new updates that uh, GPT-4 is making because there's still a lot of stuff they've announced that isn't even out yet. We just launched our AI Creators Discord community. If you're looking for a really kind of hands-on and innovative place to talk to other people making amazing things in AI, you need to join this community. Obviously, it's a lot more interactive than a podcast where we can actually share prompts and software and tools that we're using to create really interesting use cases. We'd love to have you join and become part of the community. If you don't use Discord, there's also always the Facebook group. I'll link both of those down in the description. You've been listening to the ChatGPT podcast. Make sure to rate us wherever you listen to your podcasts and have a fantastic week.